It's been a long time since Tom Dwan was a new guy in town. Since Tom Dwan burst onto the scene and was doing stuff no one had ever really seen before and was sort of the darling of TV poker for years, really. Um, and we're going to go back to that time when he was the new face, the new guy, and was already just doing things that people just didn't expect. And we're looking at, right now, a heads-up match between Tom Dwan and John Duffy from 2009 with a $10,000 buy-in. And there is Tom Dwan doing his Tom Dwan things. We're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I feel like that was a bit of a red herring, because of all the Tom Dwan hands that we've ever done, this might be the least Tom Dwan-y Tom Dwan hand, and I would argue that John Duffy is the protagonist of the hand, once all is said and done. So what? <laughs> How do you like that? So what? By the way, Tom Dwan does do things that very few people would do with, yeah. in his situation. Almost no one, in fact, would play his hand the way he did. That is accurate. So why don't you get off my back, baby? Okay. Maybe, maybe scurry the off biggest, my back. The biggest decision... I think is made by John Duffy. Let's, let's put it there. Of course, but that's okay, isn't it? It is. I'm just I, like this isn't like an exemplar. You want me to start with a John Duffy opening? Like, yeah. what do you want? John from me? Duffy. He's got that <laughs> British accent, kind of like highfalutin British accent. Like he, like doesn't. I'm the hype man. Do you yeah. remember the hype man? I didn't even say boy oh boy or anything because that didn't feel appropriate for this hand. It felt like this is a it's a hand that Tom Dwan plays a little unusually, and unusual things happen as a result. Right? They do, and uh, not to say that this hint isn't worth doing because that's what you made it sound like just now. It is, because I think it might be... I, I can't think of another hand that we've done that feels similar to this. This is different than almost any other hand we've ever done, I think. Yeah, there's a hand... Actually, I don't want to give away the whole hand, but there's a hand between uh, Tony G and uh, Patrick Antonius, which is a little bit similar, but not really that similar, which we didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> but we can, But people suggested years ago that I'm thinking of. Oh, that's about it. I can't... Think of that hand. Yeah. It's a, yeah, anyway, well, I'll probably bring it up later on or not. Who cares? Um, yeah. So, uh, Tom Dwan versus John Duffy, it's sort of like two Titans colliding. I mean, is it? What do you mean? Is John Duffy a Titan? He's a Titan of poker. I mean, he's he? known. He's like the, one of the creators of the EPT, I think. Um, I mean, what do you think John Duffy's, uh, all time like live tournament winnings are? I would guess somewhere in the 1.5 to 3.5 million range. That's a very good guess. Yeah. That's correct. It is? Yeah, you actually got, looked it up? Yeah. He's got 2.7 in live winnings. Now, of the 2.7, I mean, the majority of it was won a very, very long time ago, which is not going to surprise anyone. 2.8, actually. Almost 2.9 million, but still. Yeah, like he won a million dollars in 2000 when he won a uh, tournament, which, you know, the money still spends the same, in fairness. Two th- actually, it was 1.4 million. It was two. It was a million pounds. It spent better back then, actually. Ooh. Inflation. Yeah, no, that's the time to do it, for sure. That was really smart. And then he... Um, <laughs> that was really smart to win a million dollars. Good job. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, in like 2010, he won $200,000 um, in something. And oh, he won $386,000 in the uh, World Series of Poker Heads Up Championship when he finished second in 2009. Oh. And then uh, I think played this event not long after. So maybe he's a bit of a heads up specialist, or at least he considered himself one. He probably at least considers himself one. And I this mean, is taking finishing place. second in the World Series of Poker Heads Up Championship is pretty good. It is pretty good. Um, and this is taking place in London. He's English, I believe. Yeah. So, so. Um, he's 
UK. I'm pretty sort. sure he's British. Yeah. So, um, so like maybe also like they know more about him, you know. So like it's, it's he's like a little bit of a local celebrity type guy who did this. I don't know. He, like the British back in the day, this isn't true anymore. But the British uh, poker players who were like celebrities were like John Duthie and Vicky Corn and stuff, right? Barney, I mean, Barney Boatman, right? Exactly. Don't the Hendon him. Mob, the actual Hendon Mob, right? Yeah. Like so, it's uh, you know, they they are they those those players haven't necessarily continued to run over the poker world. I think it's fair to say they got taken over by the Sam Trickets. Yeah, exactly, and that's fair. That's generally going to happen, right? Yeah. The young eat the old in poker most of the time. Most of the time, except for Doyle, right? Doyle always feasts. So impressive. It is really very impressive. So impressive. And actually, there are other guys, too, who've, who've hung in there for sure, obviously. But who, who are some? I'm, I'm blanking right now. Who are some who are really still crushing it, like at 60 plus? Um, well, it's hard to really know because very few of them get the kind of pub Doyle gets and get invited to the games Doyle's True. in. But like um, Billy Baldwin plays at least, like played in one of the Aria high roller cash games. Yeah. And I think was one of the, he was not one of the fish, you know, I think he was at least one of the pros who was there to eat the fish. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that means he's any good or not. Honestly, he used to be, you know, a wizard back in like 1984. Um, but he was there and that meant something to me. I don't know. Bob Wright shows up in these games. I don't know if he's any good. I think he's a businessman though, isn't he? I don't know what he is. He, he's shown up in games like this for a really long time. The last though. time we saw Bob Wright play, we saw him plus one calling the under the gun raise with queen 10 off. Yeah, okay. So, it's really hard to argue anything then other than he's a tourist. It's then. really Doyle's like one of a kind. Yeah, I mean, Doyle was the best probably back in the day or one of the very best back in the day. And he sort of was able to maintain a reasonable, like close to that status for something like 30 years. And that's yeah. just outrageous. It is. So hard to do in poker. It is. So hard to do. It's impressive. Yeah. Um, a little bit of an aside. Uh, another aside, this is like what a golden age of poker 2009 was. Just thinking about like how fun it was to watch Tom Dwan how much poker was just everywhere in the world. This thing happened, the PKR heads up Grand Slam, which, you know, there's so many of these things and, and it's ilk that are defunct where they would like build a Star Trek level set for this thing just to put on televised like Channel 4 in the UK and stuff. Mm. Like those were the good days, man. There was a while when poker was all over the television. Yeah. You know, like Full Tilt was sponsoring uh, Poker After Dark. Yeah, it was on every uh, night. It was on every night, and they were paying for it, basically. Like, I think, like, the, the TV stations were breaking even on it or something, but but it was sponsored by Full Tilt Enough, and they, they just wanted it out there. That was their way of doing advertising. And, uh, I mean, it was a crazy time. What a time. Yeah. But anyway. If, if we could only go back. But no we can't. Exist. But we can still talk about it. We can talk about John Duffy and Tom Dwan playing this heads-up match Indeed. Here. Let's do that. All right. So this was suggested by DJ Elixir. What, what, what? Nice. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, where does he uh, fall in the firmament? He's for sure a Hall of Famer. You disagree? You're looking at me like I don't you know. disagree. I don't know anymore. I don't know who's a Hall of Famer and who isn't. It's getting harder to tell. We need a tote board. I need to be able to look at the board and see how it's many possible. suggestions have been made and how many suggestions DJ Elixir's gotten in. Because I know DJ Elixir's been around for a long time. I know we've done a lot of DJ Elixir hands. It's very reasonable DJ Elixir's a Hall of Famer for sure. But I just don't know. I need, I need some stats. I guess we could start... Keeping stats, but Jeez. I mean, we're incredibly lazy. That is really. We're going to start from now. Also, we're just going to like. Wipe. I mean, we'll, we'll go back and, and. Oh, how are we going to do that? We have a note, uh, a shared note that has all of our breakdowns yeah. written down. For how long? For well, it's not, not that long. It's not time stamped. But, but like, about how many are on there? Like thirty. It goes back long enough that. Uh, it goes back to where we were writing down the reviews that we thought were the best reviews for the podcast when wow. we were eliciting reviews. And you never, you changed. never, 
You never deleted any of those? That's good. Why oh. would I? Okay, you know what? Maybe we could do it. Maybe that would that's at least a few years worth for sure. And Maybe also three it's years got, worth. It's got uh you comment we respond stuff on it. <laughs> wow. Back back in the day. Okay. All right. So maybe we'll turn that into a project. I don't know. Maybe it seems not. very unlikely. Sounds like so much work. I'm just calling DJ Elixir Hall of Famer. Okay, he's a Hall of Famer. All right. Let's get to the hand. Okay. It's uh, the first round of this heads-up match. In the, the tournament style is a 32-player heads-up tournament, right? Yep. So it'll be a four-round tournament. and uh, Or is it five? I'm confused. Uh, I believe it's five. Yeah, five-round tournament. Um, I believe it's very early. We don't know what their stacks are because it's 2009 TV poker and they don't say it. Right. Seems like we're at a very low blind level of 75, 150. Seems unlikely that anybody's stack is threatened in this hand. I'll tell you okay. that much. Um, so, oh, by the way, DJ Elixir suggested on Twitter, and he included a timestamp and a YouTube link, and that's what you got to do. If you want to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, or even just a suggestion for the breakdown, which is step one. Step one towards the Hall of Fame. Mm, you know? Step two, send candy. It's not like David Ortiz just stepped onto the freaking baseball field the first time, and he's like, I'm a Hall of Famer now. I hit one home run. That yeah. was step one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, step three, send milkshakes. Oh, Definitely, uh, you can bribe us. That's for sure. I mean, Grant is completely bribable. Oh, I will yeah. say that. I am My, for sale. I mean, he's he's saying that, but I kind of mean it. <laughs> like when um, non-Hall of Famer, but all-around good guy, Zach, Zach McKiernan. You mean first ballot Hall of Famer, Zach McKiernan? <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he's never suggested a hand, right? But he, he did an incredibly nice thing for us, which we really loved, which was he... Um, he offered. He he works at a resort, and he offered to like let us stay in the resort for a week, like a super high end resort, like for free, which was awesome. And we went and we totally did that with your wife, um, and it was a great time. We got to meet Zach, have dinner with him, the whole thing. It was a blast. And Grant was saying, "We're going to put you in the Hall of Fame for this." <laughs> and yeah. I I want you to know, guys, I stood up for all you suggested out out there in front of Zach. I said, absolutely not. <laughs> you don't just get in the Hall of Fame because you do something nice for us. And Grant really wanted to do it because Grant is absolutely for sale. Okay. So I've got integrity and you don't. All right. So now you guys know you've learned your lesson. If you want to give us anything, send it to me. <laughs> Jonathan doesn't need it. It's no. fine. He'll, he'll be fine without I it. I mean, you're, I'm open to it if I get <laughs> stuff, but you got you to gotta earn it too, man. Yeah. I anyway. Don't, I don't care about earning it. I mean, earning it is the gesture. That's, that's how you earn it. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the hand. 75, 150 blind level. John Duthie is on the button, and that is also the small blind, of course, in a heads-up match. And he limps with Queen of Hearts, Three of Diamonds. Immediately, I don't love this play right away. I mean, but we just saw, I don't know how many weeks ago it came out now, but many closer, two times in a row, limping very bad hands in the small blind. He really knows what he's doing. But that's a different scenario where there's yeah. big blind ante, and it's deep in a tournament, and every pot matters a lot. This wait, is, wait, wait. It's also different because of position. No, he was small blind. Right. But he's not in position. In oh, right. He is. It's oh, that's wildly true. different. That's actually, yeah, that's a good point because it's not heads up match. Yeah, yeah. That is a good point. Um, I understand wanting to play your hands in position, but against a guy like Dwan, wouldn't you just want to raise this hand and if you're going to play it? Um, I understand raising this hand if you want to play it. It's possible Dwan just like three bets a lot and he's trying to, uh, so he's got a strategy of limping instead because he feels like he just, and maybe he's trying to play smaller pots against Juan because Juan likes, you know, in his mind, play like I'm just coming up with possibilities here, of course, but play really big pots and he doesn't want to play big pots unless he has it. So he's trying to control the pot size. One way to do that is to limp. But we know Juan's not going to let you control the pot size. He'll just bet whatever size he I mean, wants you're to bet. 100% right. I think you do better by raising this hand than um, limping it. Uh, it's a strange hand to decide to limp. Yeah. 
unless you're limping everything, and I think limping everything's probably a mistake. If you're John Duthie against Tom Dwan, I think it's a mistake. Right. If you feel like you have a clear skill edge, maybe J- Duthie thinks he has a clear skill edge, and that's why he's doing it. I mean, he did just finish second in the World Series of Poker, and Tom Dwan might just be this hot shot kid at this yeah. point. I mean, Tom Dwan's already kind of known, I think, at yeah, this point. Yeah, well, when was High Stakes Poker Season 5? Was that like, What year was that? Yeah, that's a great question that I obviously don't know the answer well, to. Well, I'll start looking that up. I'm going to guess it's something like 2008. Oh, maybe 2008, 2009. Maybe it's similar. If it is, then that means Dwan is not yet really a known entity. Oh, Duffy may really just think he's the man in this case, and he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, like, control everything and, you know, own you. Yeah, I mean, if... Because, like, Dwan wasn't really on anything before that High Stakes Poker Season 5. Right? I mean, Maybe he, 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 he made his... Dark. Actually, Dwan made his TV debut um, in the National Heads Up Championship or na- against uh, Phil Helmuth in Round 1, where on the third hand of the... Uh, they were on the feature table. And on the third hand, Dwan had 10s and Ivy had aces, and they got it all in pre-flop, and Dwan flopped a 10 and knocked Phil out. And Phil then, in front of Dwan, to whoever the female, you know, sideline reporter type person was... Phil went on a rant about how, you know, unlucky he is and all that and how bad Tom Dwan played the hand and that tens was a terrible hand to get it in with and all these things. And Dwan just kept saying, I'll play you any amount, anytime you mm-hmm. want, as much as you want. And Phil's like, well, yeah, okay, but you're just going to get lucky on me again. And Dwan said, we'll play as many times as you want. Yeah. And then Dwan started saying, just, he just kept repeating the phrase, learn heads up, no, no limit, hold them, Phil. Just kept saying that with a big smile on his face. That's funny. By the way, in fairness to Phil, a few years later, Dwan did an interview where he said... Um, you know, I probably, like, looking back now, I probably, like, I'm never getting it. Like, against Phil there, Phil probably always has me. Yeah. Like, to, it probably is bad to get it in with tens there against him specifically. Um, but whatever. It's two tens, your head's up. How bad can it be is what I would say, right? Like, Phil's going to fold nines? Come on. Come on. He doesn't, he's not, he's folding ace yeah, king? Yeah. Come on. Anyway, uh, to the overall point, yeah. High Stakes Poker Season 5 came out in 2009. So maybe Duffy thinks okay. this is just some like some kid who like did well on the internet, and I'm I should be like playing lower variance in position, just like let him kill himself because I'm John Duffy, I'm the guy. Right. Even I'm if gonna... he thinks like this kid's good at like full ring, he's yeah. not going to get destroyed by me right now. Like I just came in second in the WSOP. You're nobody. Yeah. Uh, uh, at this, this is a different game. Which is a, which is probably a reasonable thought. Yeah. If you don't know anything about Tom Dwan, yeah. you know. Yeah. So he's limping because he's like I'm just going to own you post flop. Fair. That's fair. Okay. So. So maybe it's uh, it's at least somewhat reasonable. Let's let's we could say at least. Yeah. I think I think raising's better. I'm sure so do you. You're in position. Why wouldn't you want to have more money in the pot when you're in position? Yeah. Blah blah blah. You get to have the initiative. That helps a little bit. Not a lot, but helps a little bit too. Still, okay. Yeah. It's kind of like it, not that this is what Duthie's doing, but it's reminiscent of the Trickett Esfandiari heads up match for the first ever million dollar one drop where Trickett came in with a strategy of lumping every small blind because he mm-hmm. thought he had a skill advantage on Antonio. And it didn't really work out. I mean, we don't know if that's actually why he did it, right? We just know he limped. I thought that that was made explicit, but maybe that was just an assumption. I think it was just an assumption. Okay. That was the first time that we'd ever really seen that employed in a major spot before, though. I I don't really remember either way, honestly. Anyway, Dwan's in the big blind. He's got the option. He's got king of hearts, six of clubs. No antes in there. It's probably standard just to check out of position with his hand, but you could raise. You with could absolutely raise, but it's okay to check, especially when it's, everything's this cheap, like you're saying, and there's no antis. It's still small. Like, you're, you're hoping to just flop big and hurt him a little bit. Yeah. You know? All right, so some weird stuff's going to happen post-flop, but first I want to tell you about some stuff that's not so weird, and that's Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Well, maybe it's weird because... What's, what, yeah. There's, weird. there's one weird thing about it, and that's how fast you get your money out. It's pretty weird considering the industry standard, right? I mean, like, it's an anomaly. 
Yes, it is. It is. That is that's, it's uh, absolutely a bit of a head scratcher how they do, how they get your money out to you in 90 minutes while it takes everybody else days or weeks to get you your money. Wow, we're really doing a good job on this. I know. I'm happy with, with this ad so far. Are you being sarcastic? I no, say. I'm not. Well, you just kind of threw us off course. Why would you do that? <laughs> because it was funny you to do that. You don't talk about a perfect game when you're pitching a perfect game. <laughs> you don't talk about it. I'm not that guy. I don't believe in uh, karma and luck and, and jinxes. I'm the guy who says... All right, buddy. Two more innings and you got this. You know, you're this close. Is that, that is that why you've been shrinking one inch every year? You were like, oh, that witch didn't have any power, actually. I mean, you know, as you it, get it older, could just you be correlation. As you get older. <laughs> Jonathan is currently four foot 11. It's going down. It's going to be fun. My voice is going to get higher and higher pitch as I go. It's going to be great. That's what happens. Um, anyway, so on nitrogen, you do get your money out in 90 minutes, which is no BS. That's that's industry leading as far as I'm concerned sure. or know about. Like, I don't know about anybody else doing that. I do know about a lot of sites who also use Bitcoin. Nitrogen uses Bitcoin uh, that take days, like Jonathan mentioned. Or weeks. Or weeks. There's also other benefits on Nitrogen, especially if you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up. We have Poker Guys events. It always is manifesting as our monthly tournament it happens the last Sunday of every month. It's a 0.1 millibit buy-in, 100 uh, millibit guarantee. Mm-hmm. That means the guarantee is a thousand times the buy-in. We've never got more than 100 players. You've heard the spiel. It's an incredible value. Jonathan likes to call it the BIVIP, the best iterated value in poker. Yeah, you love saying that. I do. Um, if if we ever dream up other stuff, that's the only way to get to it. Also, it's yeah. not just these tournaments. We've had other special events in the past. I'm sure we will in the future. You got to use the link when you sign up. You got to do that. You got a sports bet. You can do that on Nitrogen. You can do the casino games. Get on there, get you some poker. Yeah, if you're going to sign up for Nitrogen, it's really a mistake not to use the link. It costs you nothing. Um, it doesn't like it doesn't cost you other opportunities. Even this is the only extra thing I think you get from signing up for Nitrogen. This is it. So yeah, like, we're, we're there. All only... you do is get the bonus of getting the option of playing this, or maybe some for future free rolls and other things and other like special things that you get. So it seems crazy not to be involved. Yeah, as far as I know, we're there only poker people who they yeah. like make special events for and stuff. Oh, so. I, I, absolutely. I yeah. think we're just their only poker people. Yeah. Period. So get in there. Use get the link. Poker. All right. So we've got Duthy limping the button with Queen three off, Queen of Hearts three diamonds. We've got Dwan checking his option in the big blind with King of Hearts six of clubs. The pot is only three hundred chips because it's one fifty big blind level. Sure. The flop is really good for Tom Dwan. King of clubs, six of diamonds, deuce of hearts. Okay. Okay. As Tom Dwan, do you want to lead or do you want to check? Because there's no aggressor right now. Preflop was limped. Yeah. Um, I mostly want to lead. Okay, because... Obviously, you should check a little bit, too. I want to lead because... What's our plan if we check? Our plan is to check raise mostly, right? I think heads up, you can check call pretty comfortably also if you feel like your opponent's going to be betting a lot. Okay, check call, and then... Because they're going to bet the turn a lot, you mean? Yeah. And then to do what on brick turns? To check raise brick turns mostly, or to check call brick turns? Depends on sizing and stuff like that, I guess. I, I just worry that, like... Sure, but I, I worry mostly that um, we're going to be in spots where we just blow Duthy off these medium-strength hands, where if we just bet out, if he's got anything at all, he may go call, 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 um, as opposed to, like, the moment we check-raise, now we're telling him much... Now we're polarizing ourselves in ways that he may find harder to, to continue with. Now, if our, if our image is such that we are seen as a crazy man, that could be different. My concern with leading is just the extreme dryness of the board. Yeah. King, six, deuce, rainbow. We cover the king. We cover the six. It's hard for Duthie to have either of those. It's hard for him to have a pocket pair unless he's limping literally every hand, which we, as the poker guys, have no evidence that that's accurate. Um, you'd expect that he's raising his pocket pairs if, if 
if you're going to take a guess, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So there's not that much you can call with except for a deuce and like random kings and sixes that he could still have. Maybe ace highs. But we just, we do, yeah, which is also mostly a race, you would think. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it feels like there's not a ton that Duthie can call with. Yeah. Maybe the more plus EV way to go about this is to try to allow him to bluff in position. That's a fair point. And then you could go like check call, check call, and maybe check raise river depending on yeah. how the board plays out. Right. Um, like I, I would have a different opinion if it was like king, 10, six with two hearts. Right. That's a wholly different thing than sure. king, six, deuce, rainbow. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I don't hate leading um, just because... I feel like you often get called really, really lightly when you when you lead here. I mean, ace um, higher better, right? Um, At least a gut shot. Yeah, mostly that. Um, if you lead small, I mean, you might even get called by like two unders to the king, but overs to the six. Uh, but unlikely. I mean, in a pot this size, two thousand nine, like, maybe not. And in a pot this size, why call with queen jack here? Who cares? Yeah, like, that's fair. Just throw it away. Yeah. Um, hard to believe you'd have a hand like queen jack anyway. Right. Like, Unless he's limping everything, everything. So like queen eight, whatever. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's just better to uh, to check call. Just sort of sucks. Like where sometimes you're just going to miss out on huge value by check by not putting in like an aggressive action till way way later in the hand. You know, once usually in a while, if you're once gonna, while he flops big too, and the board gets scared, and you, and you don't get all the money. You know, usually if Duffy has something that can give you huge value, he's going to give it to you either way. No, I mean like um, like if he flops top and bottom here or bottom two. Yeah. Right. Um, so we check call flop, we check call turn, and then the board pairs on the river and it doesn't help us or him. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's things that can happen. Or the, or three to a flush come or three to a straight come things that like, it's just way harder to get value now where you could have gotten it all. Or like you could have won a really big pot. Like sometimes you, you kill your opportunity to do that and it sucks. Yeah, I agree. So I that, mean, that's, that's the only real consideration. Obviously it's impossible to know, but of course. with every decision in, in a hand, we're trying to do the thing that will be most plus EV overall for the hand. 100%. And that includes all possible outcomes, including the huge double ups that you can get and including the smaller pots that you can win. Right. I think this hand is, is a very unlikely huge double up hand with the way this board is. And so we should be trying to maximize our like small pot to a medium sized pot as best we can. And I think the best way to do that is to allow Duffy to take his likely air, considering how covered we have the board and turn it into a bluff. Mm-hmm. It's also, I will say this one other, one other thing for um, taking, considering like putting an aggressive action sooner as a, a factor is I don't know if it's possible for us to have a better hand than this on this flop. This may be literally the nuts for us. It might be. Flop, yeah. Um, as Tom Dwan. So if that's the case, it's weird to never take an aggressive action or like to delay your aggressive action very, very far with that, with a nutted hand. I like, mean, we're just delaying it one street. I was sort of assuming we were delaying it two streets. Like, why wouldn't we bet the turn if, if it checks back? Oh, no, if it checks back, of course. I'm saying if Duthie bets flop, ah. we're going to check the turn, right? That's the plan. So he can bet again because we don't want to, yeah, for all the same reasons. Yeah. Um, so, like, so, yeah, no, of course, of course, if it checks through, we're going to bet the turn a lot, I would think. Yeah. Right. Um, if it checks through, you're like, oh, Duthie kind of has something and I can get value is what it would feel like. Or nothing, and he's just not putting money in and whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Tom Dwan checks. Yeah. I, I think I like that play. John Duffy checks back. What do you think about that? He's just sitting there with queen high. I think it's fine. It's a tiny pot. Why didn't he raise preflop? If I don't he's know. Gonna, like, it's weird. I would, if I were him on a board this dry, I would, I would just min bet yeah. and assume I'm going to win a lot. And if I don't, assume I have outs a lot of the time. I mean, it has to be optimal to min bet here. Yeah. It's, it's very strange not to. I mean, how often does he have to win? 
The answer is not very often at all. Thirty-three yeah. percent of the time to show immediate prop or not immediate to show immediate break-even. Um, if he ever wins anything past this moment, if he gets called, then it's less than thirty-three percent of the time. I mean, it's a great spot um, to min bet. I don't know why he doesn't. He's John Duffy. He understands things that we never will. That's possible. But the problem is, it's about like science fiction movies and stuff. Well, it's possible about poker as well. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We don't know the mind of John Duffy. The turn. Is the three of spades. John Duffy checks back, which is, I think I said that, but. Yeah, you did. Okay, good. Yeah, so he checks back. I don't know if you did. Whatever. Turns the three of spades. Okay. King six, deuce three. It is not a second spade. It's now a full rainbow. Cool. Four, five. Now the nuts. Four, five is the nuts. Four, five is an unlikely holding, obviously, for multiple reasons. Like, you'd expect that to be a bet by either player on the flop. Um, with five high end equity, Tom Dwan could be going for the check raise on the flop. Uh, yeah. Duffy, we don't really understand what he's doing. He's doing different kinds of stuff than we expect. He may not be betting that. Okay, I maybe. think both players can have it. They can have it, but it's not looming large in anybody's sure. mind based sure. on any sort of. Not yet. I mean, if someone someone starts raising, it might start to loom a little. Because there's been actually basically no action so yeah. far. Right. And you know what's weird? There's still going to be no action on the turn. I thought, I thought you thought Check. Dwan should be betting the turn. Of course I think Dwan should be betting the turn. Of course I lied. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Tony G reference, everybody. Yeah. Um, so why do you think Tom Dwan chooses to check again? I think he still believes that the most likely way to make money in this hand is to let John Duthie bluff. He thinks that it's unlikely Duthie has any of this, and he has more of a chance to make money by Duthie bluffing than he does by betting himself. Well, I got bad news. John Duffy is doesn't so far, and this is just in a very small sample size of this hand. We've seen two actions by John Duffy. He's shown no inclination to bluff in any way. He's well, completed with queen three off, and then he's checked back on a super dry board where he doesn't have any of it. Yeah, but he does have some of it on the turn. He does, and also he did have queen high on the flop, which he may, probably thought was often the best hand. I guess, yeah, queen high can be good. For yeah, sure. in fact, it's usually good, right? Yeah. It's good more often than not. Probably, probably. Um, so, why do you think Dwan doesn't bet? I don't know. I mean, I really, I mean, I could make some stuff up, but I, I don't have any immediate hit on that except the very basic version of like, well, Duffy doesn't have anything, and I better let him bet because yeah, if I bet he's going to fold. Basically what I said. Right? But you said before when John Duffy checked back, that meant he would have something, remember? You would think. Yeah. You would think, but I guess Queen High counts as something. Yeah, it does, actually. Yeah. Barely. Barely. So maybe Dwan is thinking, because John Duffy checked back the flop, he has something at least slightly showdownable. He's going to protect that on the turn? Why didn't he protect it on the flop, then? I don't know. I didn't feel yeah. like it at that Just, point. It doesn't like, really make sense, right? I don't think it makes a lot of sense what either of these players are doing <laughs> that much in the hand so far. Okay. I think Duffy should be betting the turn one check two, by the way, with the three. I mean, like, you got to protect that three. I mean, you don't have to. It's a very small pot. It is. You really don't have to. In fact, you could check back to bluff catch because you think this Dwan kid is like a little crazy. You've heard he's a little crazy, right? Well, you probably would have heard that if you were John Duffy. That's I actually, actually kind of like checking back a three here to let Dwan bet the river. I think, okay. I think that's probably that's, I guess that's reasonable. In a pot this small. You know, if the pot was big, if we, if we had raised it and Dwan had called, if there was a lot of act, whatever, if it's later in the tournament where the, um, the blinds are different and higher, then I think you probably need to bet your three because winning the pot matters. But... It's not a big deal to lose this pot anyway. Even if you call a bet on the river and lose, it's not a big deal, right? I think I know what Dwan's doing by the time the turn comes around, actually. Hmm. I think he's doing something that John Duffy doesn't understand that we wouldn't have at the time understood that still is not really understood by us, I think. But something that he did a lot, which was 
put in insane amounts of money when you don't expect it. Like, and it, it kind of messes with your mind. Uh-huh. So I think his plan probably on the turn is, is Duthie bets like 200, hopefully, and Duan's going to make it like 2K. It's like, okay, let's take this nothing pot and see if I can make it really big. And that amount is going to, at the time, at least 2009, confuse John Duthie into kind of calling with any pair, at least for that one bet. I think that must be his plan. It's a super weird plan. Yeah, but you've seen him do it before. We have seen him do stuff like that. It's true. He's trying to think, like, okay, how do I make this monster flop in this situation where I'm not usually going to get paid very much? Yeah. A situation where my expected value is slightly higher because I'm putting more chips in the pot. And I'm basically telling a bad story, yeah. right? He wants to try and tell as bad a story as So possible. I think that's what he's doing. It's possible. Tom Dorn is definitely all about telling stories that confuse his opponents. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. Like I'm thinking I'm just flashing on a hand from Poker After Dark way back when in a cash game where Dwan had queens, three bet the flop, Ellie called, Ellie Lazaro called with whatever he had, like ace ten. Ellie flopped a ten. It was like a Jack Ten X board. He check called. Turn was like a brick, and Dwan checked back his overpair, which at the time is like completely unheard of. No one yeah. ever did that. Ali Ali Najad like made a big deal about like, how can Ellie ever think he has queens now? And then Ellie checks the river and Dwan bets big. And Ellie goes into a, a big tank and finally calls, very understandably. And Dwan has the overpair. And it's like a cool way to play it that these guys really haven't seen before, you know? Yeah. So Dwan may be trying to do that kind of stuff too. Just like show line show them lines they haven't seen. Yeah. I mean I would like to, you know, have a different universe and see what would have happened if John Duthie bet his three for protection here. Mm-hmm. If, like, if Dwan would have made it, like, 2,000. And then, like, how does Duthie react to that? He's probably never seen anything like that at this point in poker. I mean, I'm sure he's seen things like that, right? I mean, seen someone... Like, oh, oh, making it 2,000, you mean, yeah. specifically. Yeah, from, a, from, like, a professional player. Yeah, from a guy who's, like, yeah, got yeah. respect. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, that'd be super weird and confusing. My guess is he'd just fold, but I don't know. People sometimes make weird decisions. Yeah, back in the day, I mean, remember, is up until just a couple of years ago, we were talking about how when people bet really big, they're so unbalanced towards value. Yeah. And that's because it was really working for a long time because people just wouldn't believe it for whatever reason. Yeah, ego, why so big? Ego, pride, whatever. Yeah. Like, you're just trying to blow me off the hand. In 2009, it might have worked, like, perfectly. It's possible. Maybe. So that's my theory about what Duan is trying to do. Otherwise, it feels like he's just, like, not putting enough money in the pot. I mean, my only other thought is he's just like, just trying to give Duthie a chance because he's just concerned that there's just no way to make any money off yeah. in this pot. Yeah, that was my first thought. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not a good enough reason to check, I think, honestly. That alone. Well, they both managed to check. Yep. Duan's like, oh, well. It's going to work out great for Duan because the river is the queen of diamonds. I mean, it's a totally sick. Two-pair rivering, turn river, two-pair for Duthie, which now makes him a strong second-best hand in this heads-up game where they've checked it all the way through. Against this kid that somebody probably told him is the biggest maniac on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. That is super unfair for Duthie. Okay, so Dwan checks again. This is just really wild. It's absurd. I know we've talked about each check individually, but let's just take this as a whole. Dwan has checked every street having flopped top two pair. Nobody bet. Every street, three streets, he checks top two pair. That's crazy. It's really nuts. So he's pretty convinced that Duthie just has so little that he's got to let Duthie once again take a shot and pray Duthie's going to bluff at some point, right? That's got to be where we are now as Duan, right? Um, 
So what what are other options for Dwan here? Let's like let's like just spread them out and see like if we like anything better. So other there's there's basically three obvious options, yeah. right? There's check like he does. There's bet small, try and get a little bit of value, or bet really big. Yeah, I think I like bet really big the mm-hmm. best. Like bet like nine hundred into three hundred. Yeah, something ridiculous. If Duthie has a queen, he has to call, right? Yeah. If Duthie has another pair, he might call because it's such a ridiculous bet. Right. Um, if, if we check and Duthie bets 200 and then we check raise to 1,500, now, with the hand Duthie has, actually, it could work amazing. Yeah. But most of the time, Duthie's just going to fold, right? Like, most of the time. I think we get more value out of a queen by betting big than by check raising is what I'm saying. Unless I Duthie think- is like a superhero, meaning like a superhero caller. Um, well, the check raise isn't a very good story either. It's not, but is he gonna is he gonna still call? I don't know if he's actually gonna call. Well, the, when you check story. raise, you get to make it bigger, I think, than betting. You big. do, but how often do you actually get the call? I don't know. It might be it might be similar if Duthie's betting the river. Like a lot of the time, it's because he has a queen, right? Um, a qu- yeah, yeah. So if you're sitting there with queen eight or whatever, you're John Duthie, and you finally get to the river, and you're like, oh, I got a queen. I'll try to get a little value when you bet. And the kid makes it, you know, 2,000 over your 200 chip bet. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the hell does he have? He checked all three streets. Yeah. He's just trying to blow me off the hand. Like, yeah. how can he have anything? This is what I'm saying. If he's a superhero and wants to make those calls, then this is a good play. Yeah. But if he's, but I don't know. I mean, in 2009, even more so than now, I think, like, there wasn't too much of that. Like you were saying, like, these big bets worked. People, f- oh, I guess no, you're saying No, no, I'm saying call. they worked the opposite way. I mean, I don't know that people were really calling these big value bets. For sure they were for a while. Maybe it was after 2009. Okay. I don't know. But like, it was like really working for a while to just bet really big on the river when you have it. And people would be like, I don't believe you. Hmm. All right. I, it's, it's a little hard to get back into whatever mindset we were in at 2009. I'll say that. Um, and what John, where John Duthie was, I have no sense of it, even yeah. at any point, in any year. Um, <laughs> no matter what year we're talking, by the okay. way. Um, so... Ah, so yeah, so I mean, it, it, it comes down to sort of Duthie's personality and, and how he plays, right? Like if Duthie's the kind of guy who's, like I understand, like I myself might make that call sometimes with a queen there, like yeah. I get check raised against a guy like Tom Dwan, you know, who doesn't for sure, have I, For it. sure you make that call. Yeah, of course. Jonathan Levy makes that call. Of course he does. Yeah. Jonathan Levy might make it sort of faster than he should even. Jonathan Levy's going to wait only a minute and then put the chips and be like, I think I just have to, I'm just going to, I mean, I'm going to end up deciding to call, right? I might as well just do it now. Yeah. That's <laughs> like how I do that. <laughs> so, um, but like a lot of players don't do that. A lot of players like hem and haw and fold in the end. So I don't know. Do we, do we, do we really believe that this is the, like what I understand that this is what Tom Dwan is clearly choosing to do is he's got to be going for a check race here when he checks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we think this is the best value? I think it might be because when I'm thinking about the types of players that hem and haw unfold, yeah. those are like, and I'm thinking about myself being the guy who overbets because I know it's effective against certain players, mm-hmm. uh, like only for value, basically. Yeah. Not balanced at all. Against the players who hem and haw unfold, I know who those guys are. They're not very good players. Mm-hmm. Those, those are guys who like are the guys who say, I know I got you, and then they fold anyway. Yeah. They say, and then they say it like six times a day. It happens in their poker life all the time, constantly. Those guys aren't very good. John Duthie, I'm sure, is at a level of the guy that I would target with a big overbet who's, like, pretty good and, like, gets what's going on a little bit and just wants to be the hero, wants to be the guy. Why are you, why are you making that? I'm smiling because you're talking about this as if we're in 2019, but this was 2009. I'm saying, it, well, no, no, let me finish. In, 20, in 2009, successful players were absolutely saying, I'm sure I have you in folding. That was happening all the time on TV, all the time. 
All right. Doyle well, Brunson's daughter said to some other woman, I still remember this in like like poker, one of the Poker Night in America cash games or whatever. I bet you I I bet you I have the best hand and then fold it. I remember thinking that is the exact opposite of betting that you have the best hand. Like what are, are you, you doing? saying? Like, is Doyle Brunson's daughter known as a good player? No, I saw this all the time though. Is my oh. point from from like successful players. That, that happened constantly. Was she a successful player? I don't know if she was or not. She was. I can't speak to that. Okay. I'd never seen her before or since. So, but I'm just using that as an example. Okay. Um, but I did you not remember seeing people say that constantly? I feel like it's like so common. I've seen it so much more in my poker life as a, like a live poker player than I ever saw on TV. Like in the last three or four years, sure, right? In you the see the that last a lot. Ten years, fine. But I think all that all that comes from it being on TV, where people even say that. You know, I think that's where they get it from, for the most part. Maybe. Like, you know, they, they're, they're, they're imitating what they see. Maybe. I think some things just come naturally. Anyway, that's why I was smiling. Okay. Because I, I, I think you're taking that 2019 mindset and operating from there. I, okay, I'm saying I don't think John Duthie's a guy who's going to actually believe he has the best hand enough of the time to make it a call and fold anyway because he doesn't want to call him loose. Like, I don't think John Duthie's okay. that guy is what okay. I'm saying. Okay. Is that you, could, I, you could be right. I, I don't mean, know. If he's had as much success, he might not be the greatest, but he's had enough success to make me think he's at least that level. By the way, let me be clear. When people say, I think I have the best hand in fold anyway, they don't think they have the best hand. They're just saving face, right? Yeah. That's what's really going on, especially on TV. That's the saving face move, so that way, either way, they're covered. If right. they say, I think I have the best hand, and they fold, and it is the best hand, that means they weren't a total idiot. And if they, did have the best, if they didn't have the best hand, it means they were kind of brilliant to fold, even though they, like, they, their spidey senses were tingling. All right. right. I think we have to assume at least some level of poker intelligence for John Duthie for okay. the accomplishments that he's had. Fine. So put some iteration of yourself in that seat. Like, yeah. you would think you had the best hand if you had a queen, right? I would certainly suspect it strongly. Yeah. And you would not fold. It would be really hard to fold. I would not fold. So that's what Tom Dwan's going for. Right. Yeah. So Dwan does check. Yeah. And it's going to work out brilliantly, obviously, because John oh Duffy Oh, my God. John Duthie has it. River two pair. It's a king six, deuce, three queen, rainbow board. Duthie has queen three. Dwan is flop two pair with king six. Yeah. Duthie has to bet. He bets 300. He bets pot. He's Huge like, bet. please have anything, Tom Dwan. Yeah. Just give me, give me my two blinds. <laughs> I want to <laughs> get my two blinds and move on. Yeah. Dwan is going to raise, obviously. Sure. He's going to raise pretty big. He's not going 2,000, but he raises to 1,600, which mm-hmm. at the time especially probably feel, felt really big. Yeah. Um, so still. So if I'm John Duthie, I might, this is one of those spots where you're sort of like, man, it sort of sucks that I can't really three bet here. Yeah. Like I can't. Like I always have the best hand, or almost always. I guess not always. Almost always have the best hand, but I can't actually three bet because obviously if I three bet, I'm only going to get called by a better hand. Like blah, blah, blah. You're, you're hoping Dwan has queen deuce if you three bet, basically. Yeah. And, and decides not to fold, by the yeah. way, which he might fold anyway. Right. Um, so you just, you can only call and you feel like kind of dumb doing it. You're like, I win. <laughs> like, I almost always win, right? That's, so that's, that would be my mindset if I was John Duffy. I'd be like kind of annoyed that I can't put another bet in. But I, yeah. know, I, I knew I wouldn't be able to. I'd but instead that. of that happening, John Duffy folds. Right. See, we've been setting you guys up the whole way with this whole conversation. Grant's been saying this whole thing. John Duffy's good enough when he thinks he yeah. has the best hand. John Duffy folds. He folds queen three on this river what? where he rivers two pair. So maybe John Duffy is none of the things that you said. Well, <laughs> he might be a genius because he was right. So being right now makes you a genius. It helps. So go ahead. Figure this one out, Michelangelo. <laughs> I mean, I, I take that as a compliment. Michelangelo is very accomplished. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about the Ninja Turtle. Oh, yeah, but he was accomplished, too. You're supposed to say, so was I. Come on. I said, I'm setting you up, bro. I don't want to do your thing. Meatballs over the plate. 
Meatballs? Yeah. I'm hungry now. Of course All right, you are. So it is a big race. It's a big race. What is John Duffy putting Tom Dwan on to fold? Well, it wouldn't be King Queen very often. No. It would have to be four five. That Dwan didn't bet the turn with. Or King X. And not that, a, two, a two pair. Tom Dwan already has a monster on the turn. That's what he's putting. Yeah, on. that he never bet. That he never once bet. I don't understand how you're supposed to do that. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, it's very strange that Duthie finds a fold here. Maybe he hasn't heard of Tom Dwan. Maybe nobody gave him any information about Tom Dwan I at mean, all. I mean, it's a $10,000 buy-in invite-only event with 32 players. Yeah, Tom Dwan is considered one of the good players. He knows. He knows Everyone's about. considered good. He knows about Tom Dwan. He knows a little bit about him, at least. Dwan can absolutely have bluffs here, by the way. Just random two-card bluffs. He absolutely can. We've seen him have it before on many other, in yeah. many other instances. Duthie hasn't ever bet, and now all of a sudden he's betting the river. It looks like Duthie rivered a queen, and Dwan's right. trying to blow him off a queen. Right. Yeah, it's totally reasonable. Yeah. So, I mean, like, play. that's enough for me to say easy call with queen three here is John Duthie. I mean, how about Tom Dwan's raising for value and I can beat some of it? Like, Tom Dwan's got two pair that's worse than mine. How about that? How does he have that, though? It's tough. Queen deuce. It has to be queen deuce. Deuce three that's going for a check raise on the turn. And then checks the river. I mean, look what he did. I know, but you wouldn't expect it. Oh, no, no, no. But, but we're saying there's some value there anyway. Like, yeah. if, there's, if there's value of the bigger two pairs, if we think if we, think we can lose to some of his oh, value, yeah, yeah. then there's some value that we can beat still. That is that's accurate. all I'm saying. That's definitely true. So that's great. That means six deuce is there, too. Absolutely, it does. And six three is there, too. Yeah. All those things are there. We beat more two pairs than we lose to. Does Tom Dwan ever have a king and make this play? Maybe. It looks like Duffy has a queen. Yeah. Maybe he makes this play with the king once in a while. Yeah, I mean, this was always going to be our inevitable conclusion, but this is, even though he was right, this feels like a pretty bad fold. It feels like a crazy bad fold. And this, this goes, and now this goes, we can sort of like rewind our conversation or look back, reflect upon the conversation we've had up till now about Tom Dwan's line, right? Yeah. And uh, maybe Tom Dwan was making similar assumptions that you were at least pretending to make about John Duffy. Um, about like, he's the kind of guy who, if he has a queen, is going to call here yeah. by check raise. Like, he clearly isn't going to just call there with a better hand than a queen, a significantly better hand than a queen. Right. Um, and that, and then sometimes, you know, you can't do anything about that as Tom Dwan sometimes, right? But it, it then sort of, like, forces me to wonder, like, maybe Tuan just doesn't know anything about this guy, really, and is just playing his hand and, like, doing his best to get the most out of him. And now we'll adjust. If he, once he finds out that Duthie folded a hand like this, we'll adjust in the future. I don't know if he will find out during this match. I don't think this was the time right. of 30-second delays and stuff like Probably that. Probably not. Yeah. Um, but so, like, the next time they play as heads-up, if ever again. Let's yeah. pretend for a second they play in other heads-up events, which could be, by the way. Could They're be. both playing these 10K events, and it's yeah. invite-only. Like, they could both be there in the future. Um, but, like, he would now know that, like, this, like getting the, the big check raise in against this guy probably isn't the way to get huge value. Like... For the most part, right? Yeah. Like, at least let's get some bluffs in there before we go for huge value again. Mostly let's get huge value other ways. Like, let's bet big on the river. Like, turns out betting 900 on the river is the way you get paid. Maybe you get raised by Duffy if you bet 900 on the river. Maybe you just get, probably just get called. Probably go. I yeah. mean, like, it's tough to raise 900 even with queen three. It's true. And get called, especially, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, whatever, whatever you're deciding to do, you, pro- you probably do better by making the bet. As Looking back now, right? Yeah. Looking back, it definitely seems that way. Yeah. I get what Dwan was trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's a, certainly unconventional. Yeah, it check should, all it three streets. really should have worked on this run out. This is, yeah, the thing that's crazy is Dwan, like, gets everything to go perfectly for him. Like, basically as good as it possibly could. Yeah. This is the nut run out for him to get paid. Yeah. And still can't get paid. 
That's kind of crazy. It is crazy. So maybe maybe Duthie owned him a little bit, you know? Yeah, maybe. maybe maybe like we're saying this is a bad fold. Maybe Duthie like looked at Dwan and was like, "Oh yeah, you have it." It's possible. I mean, it might be like because I remember when Duan was on high stakes poker the first time, he talked about how he'd like only played 10,000 hands of live poker. Yeah. This might even be before that. So it's, he might have played like only online mostly until now. So he might have some serious live tells going on. I mean, if you remember in the beginning, he was really working hard and not giving stuff away. So he would like do those weird checks that everyone would make fun of because he would like not, just do like at the time that was yeah. not the way people checked, you know? Right. Just like that, like one finger moving barely. And he'd take a really long time in between each, what felt like a really long time in between each decision. Um, and he would get critiqued for that, too. And then he, at one point, said, like, for the amount of chips, I think seconds per chip I put in, I think I'm beating all of you. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm doing way better. Like, that was I a really good point. Many, yeah, it was. And they all backed down after he said yeah. that. It's like, I, I have to make a lot more tough decisions than you guys do. Um, but um, but so maybe he really did have some live tells. And maybe Duffy completely, like, like bet, saw the size, looked at Dewan, and was like, oh, oh, like, you think you have it. Yeah. And if you think you have it, I'm actually losing to most things now. Yeah. Like, Maybe Duffy was even checking back like flop and turn because he thought Dwan had it. And then Maybe. he finds like, oh, well, now I kind of want you to have it. He's right. like, oh, oh, I don't know if I want you to have it that much, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's one explanation for why Duffy did what he did. It's not impossible. It's not. He's been playing, at this point, he played a ton of live poker versus a guy who's played right. basically no live poker. Right. So it's either that, there's only two, a few explanations, though. It's sort of either that or Duffy makes a terrible fold. Yeah. I'm sort of leaning towards the latter, but it really could be the, the former. It could be. Yeah. Good. Hot take. 